Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on, my guy? Man, palm sweaty. You know what I'm saying? I've been hurting from mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, nervous, man. You know what I'm saying? Big day tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, man, just 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 nervous, man. But but I'm all right, though, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I ain't got no complaints. Um... You know what I'm saying? Going through this uh, transformative period, you know what I mean? Growing all my hair out, seeing how far to get, you know what I'm saying, and what it's going to do. So Okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing that for the last two years, you know what I'm saying? You see my little ponytail, you know what I mean? Hey, man, you, know? you got it. I'm trying to get like <laughs> you out here, man. Hey, but this is new. Hey, man, my hair ain't never been this long before, dude. Like, this yeah. is the first time I've ever done this. And it's like, man, but you know what though? Like the hair shit, because I know you your uh your Facebook profile pictures when you had your long hair and a ponytail. Yeah. And it's just like like for me, like it'd be cool sometimes. And sometimes it'd be like, yo, man, I'd be wanting to cut this shit off. Like it's just so much easier and simpler. But then it's like how long it took me to get to the stage. It's like I kind of want to see how far it can go. So mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm gonna keep rolling with it, man. Cause I know once I cut it, I don't think it'll grow back like yeah, you know I mean, like it took me two years to get to this point, so it's like I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and see, keep rocking with it. It's about you know what I'm saying the way you the way you do it and everything like that too, like because you locked up, so like, yeah, the way you had your locks and all that that make a difference too. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'm excited, man. I I got you know what I'm saying something going on for real. I gotta pick it up and watch it and all that, but it's something going on. You know what I'm saying? My my beard finally looked like a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good about it, bro. That's what's up, man. Hey, that's the whole thing, man. You feel if you feel good, you know what I'm saying? Everything that's around you feels good, man. For sure. For sure. It starts with yourself, man. That's what a lot that's what a lot of people don't understand. People be like, yo, I wanna be happy, man. You gotta be happy with yourself first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to get life advice on this bitch. My man, my man Zen S. Dot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that guy went Zen real quick on your ass. Real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? I do other oh, things yeah, that, uh, that, that part about movies. For sure. For sure. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Today we're doing the crime scene, the Times Square Killer. But before we get into that, you already know what we got to do, man. We got to give y'all something else, you know what I'm saying, to look forward to before you get into the main topic. So, you know what I'm saying, with it being the second episode of the week, you already know what we do, what we watching. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, man, um... For my what we watching, I like to do uh, what we call a replay. I went back, found an old show that I ain't seen in a long, long time. Uh-oh. And it's on HBO Max. And you talking about 
hilarious. You talking about comedy, bro. You talking about just pure funniness. Shout out to my guy, Danny McBride, man. I'm talking about Eastbound and Down, one of the greatest <laughs> TV shows to ever grace a television, boy. You talking about just pure laughs, bro, nonstop. It had, you know what I'm saying, Will Ferrell in it. It had Craig Robinson in it. It had a list of motherfuckers in it, bro, just from that group that just, you know, they always get together and make movies and stuff. But this time, they did a TV show. Shout out to Adam McKay. He produced this one. Um, We talked about Adam McKay on the uh, Don't Look Up episode. He produced that movie as well. Um, But, yeah, Adam McKay, man, he did his thing on this show. He even, you know what I'm saying, did a starring role. I mean, not a star role, but a guest role in there, too. So, you know, it was good seeing him. But let me tell you how funny this is, bro. So, for anybody who's never seen this show, it is about a dude who pitches in the major leagues. And basically, he got, like, the fastest pitch ever in history. But as time goes on in his career, you know what I'm saying, he gets a little bit too full of himself. He ain't working out like he's supposed to. He loses pitch. So as he loses his pitch, he moving from team to team to team, but he like he going off his name. He really ain't going off like no work. So mm-hmm. eventually he gets kicked out of the major league baseball, and then he ends up having to be a substitute gym teacher at his old high school. I mean, his old middle school. You talk about funny, bro. Don't nothing beat this shit, bro. This is probably one of the best shows on HBO Max. Go check it out. Um, he's bounding down for sure. What you got, bro? He's bounding down. So uh, I got a show that just literally just came out uh, Friday. Um, I've been able, I got two and a half episodes in, but by the looks of it, it looked like uh, like it might be something there, man. Uh, New Netflix show. Yes, Netflix. We have been Netflix heavy since 2022 started. Um, So they on a good run right now, but it's a show called In From The Cold. Um, it got the girl, uh, Margarita. If I said, I think I said right, La, La Verda, something like that. You know what I'm saying she's uh basically, she's a former Russian spy, right? Mm. And so um she left that life behind, got a whole new identity, came to America, got married, got a daughter, all this type of shit. So she living a regular life. And so this dude finds her, and said, well, it, the way it started were like these three people, like something. I haven't got to this part to understand what happened, but mm-hmm. their eyes went like gray, and it went gray, and it went back, and then they just did these odd things. Like this one lady just went up to a woman. Uh, this woman was just just on the sidewalk with her baby. She went and just stabbed the woman and took her baby. Like, <laughs> so like the, when the eyes turn gray, like they just do crazy shit. Yeah. So, dude, hunt her, uh, hunt uh, old girl down, and says, yo, like, we know who you are. You this girl. You mm-hmm. used to be a Russian spy. And, like, she tried to fake it, say, that's not me, that's not me. Then they got her to reveal her real self. So, like, basically, the dude's with CIA and he was like, yo, we need you to do this mission for us. If you don't do it, we'll bring up your old identity and you'll go to jail for life. So mm-hmm. now she has to go back and do the shit that she used to do when she was, like, a teenager and shit when she was a Russian spy. Mm-hmm. And now... She's trying to jiggle being there for her daughter who's in the Olympics because she's a figure skater. And on the side, she's trying to do this mission for the CIA so she don't go to jail. So 
Um, but it's another one of those movies, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, you we've been doing like look, this is what people don't give us credit for. We've been giving credit to these ladies, man. We've been doing a lot of movies about sure. these ladies kicking ass, man. For this sure. is another one. This is a TV show of another yeah. woman kicking ass. So uh so in from the dark, man, new Netflix show. I can't give you too much more because I'm only episode and a half in, but uh it's okay. looking pretty good. Okay, cool, man. Cool. So man, getting into um the episode, man. Like I said, we're doing um the documentary crime scene, the Times Square Killer. Um three part uh episodic documentary. Um I I really don't know how to <laughs> describe this except for it's about a guy who's basically killing uh, prostitutes and sex workers in the 1970s in the Times Square area um before it became the tourist attraction well yeah, or even then it was a tourist attraction. Yeah, but before it became the family friendly tourist attraction it is today, uh, it was the red light district of North America. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so listen, just you know, what I'm saying, my I, it threw me off when I first with the first episode because I didn't know where they were going. Like I didn't know where they were headed Um, because in the first episode, it basically uh, just puts you in Times Square, 1970s. And it, you know what I'm saying? Details the accounts of the ever growing, um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Porn industry? Yeah. (laughs) In the area. (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? As I'm watching the first episode, I'm sitting here like, yo, like, this is, this can't be Times Square. This ain't the Times Square that I know. You mean to tell me, like, (laughs) this whole, that whole damn area? Because Times Square, people don't understand that Times Square is big, but it's not like a, like a huge location. It's really like a strip. Six blocks. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, but it's like a strip though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you realize it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and then you say, you say six blocks, but I mean, like, when I'm saying like Times Square, like, when you see pictures of like Times Square and stuff like that, or when you see it, like, or even when you watch the ball drop at Times Square, you don't realize that it's a, it's a big area, but technically it's not really considered like a big, a big area. You know what I mean? Like, cause I know what you when, mean. Yeah, like when you think of places like you know Hollywood and stuff like that, like Hollywood, you think it's just a small, tiny place, and you know what I'm saying because you you can see the sign and everything else, but you don't realize like it's real, it's really big. It's just not as big as you think it would be. Um. So, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying, watching this episode, man, and seeing how they was describing um, the area during that time, it was shocking to me because it was like, it was this, like, you know what I'm saying, like we said, this growing area full of, like, you know what I'm saying, like, porno stores and sex stores and peep shows and, like, dirty massage parlors. and It was just, like, 
whatever. What this is Vice City. <laughs> like this is the easiest way to put it. It was Vice City. It was Grand Theft Auto. It was like crime going on. It was like mad pimping going on. Uh, and then you know strip clubs and peep shows. And it was just like any anything you wanted to get off with that was in Times Square. Niggas were selling drugs. It was uh bootlegs. Like it was all kind of crazy stuff. And then. Um, the one thing that I didn't like, though, the one thing I did not like, um, is when I forgot who the lady was, but she was talking about how there were like, um, pimps and shit out there, like, and prostitutes. I already know where you go. And they start bringing <laughs> up the black exploitation shit, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, I don't know how to push that on us, because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These hoes out here getting pimped, that ain't got nothing to do with us. We ain't crazy. We just, you know what I'm saying? We just made it great. Don't don't put that on us though. You ain't about to sit out here and make it seem like black exploitation films was the reason that hoes was out here getting beat on. Nah, fam. Don't even don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ain't never seen Goldie beat a hoe. He probably smacked her. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you ain't never seen Goldie beat a hoe. <laughs> Hell, even even on Superfly, Priest didn't beat on no chick. You know what I'm saying? My nigga was doing karate to, you know what I'm saying, take care of his game. You know what I mean? It was, it was ridiculous, man. But that's the, that's the only part I didn't like out of the whole thing. But the rest of it was very, um, it was very interesting to say the least, man. What was, and this is interesting for you, especially because, you know what I'm saying, you brought up how um, you and Uncle Washington used to talk about the deuce. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, you know what I'm saying, mentioned in this documentary multiple times. So how did you feel about watching this? And what, you know what I'm saying, what did it kind of bring up, you know what I'm saying, in comparisons with watching that show too? Well, it 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 did a lot for me uh, watching The Deuce because I think that what The Deuce was able to do was to kind of introduce me to what the life was like on Times Square, well, in Times Square, during those times, because the show, The Deuce, which started in 2017, which, by the way, that show that I just mentioned, In From the Dark, mm-hmm. Margarita Lavella is in that, too. Okay. But um, so like The Deuce was basically a show about uh, the porn industry basically getting started. And it's like it's showing you like they would do sex shows live um, and it was just talking about like they gave you the perspective from like the deuce the main person that became a director was a lady that used to be pimped mm-hmm. she chose that she didn't want to be pimped no more that she wanted to work for herself so she started working for herself and then she ended up being a uh, one of the directors of uh of a porn movie mm-hmm. and shit and like it also had these twin brothers in it played by your boy James Franco he played two characters uh okay. he played twins and um it has him in it and so what was great about watching that show and also great was just being with one of the most interesting men in the world my guy uncle washington he was able to tell me a lot about Times square because he was there and he was just like Mm -hmm. yo like he was like the deuce he said it is 100 accurate he was like that's exactly what it looked like that's exactly what everything that used to go on back then Mm-hmm. And 
and they called it the Deuce because of the Forty Second Street. And yeah. I also would like to mention, man, like before we really like get into the shit, is the fact of just think about New York City as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> countless serial killers, countless like drug dealers that we know by name. You know what I'm saying? Crime figures that we know by name. Mm-hmm. Uh, mobsters. The mafia. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this shit. Like, and a lot of this was going on or all around the same fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine just being in New York City between the 70s and the in the early 90s. Like, mm-hmm. just being there. Just, just being a resident. Of like a lot of the shit that these people saw and grew up through. Mm-hmm. And to add this dude in here who I've never heard of until I watched this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like and what he ended up admitting to, which we'll, we'll get to that later in the podcast. It's just like, yo, like this dude like, so one thing that was interesting was when one of the ladies was talking, I think it was the lady that you had a beef with, uh, that said that, yeah. uh, that she said that they called pros- uh, sex workers slash prostitutes when they would find them on the street. Like, they had a name for them mm-hmm. where they said some shit about, like, they're not human or some type of shit. So they didn't even look for their killer. Like, there were hundreds of unsolved cases of women that was murdered that they didn't even try to solve the murder. Like they didn't even know who these women were in most cases, because when a lot of these women became sex workers, they didn't have no ID, no identification card. They didn't have Mm -hmm. no social security card. They didn't have no jobs. A lot of these women, which they explained to you in this, like a lot of them fled here with the hopes of, you know, being an actress or a dancer mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And then they get here and they have no money. And then they, they run into a pimp and they just basically start trafficking these women and these women just stuck there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really a lot in this. It's a lot to cover. It's even hard to even, to even talk about it because it's like, it's like what like it's like it's like where do you start? Because they tried to what I thought was funny was they tried to say that porn was the reason that a lot of this shit was going down. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I, yeah, they, I don't, they, I don't they, it's, it felt like they was trying to make it a point to um highlight that. Yeah, and and I don't think I don't think that's the thing. Like I get the one. Like this is my thing, rap music, right? Mm-hmm. So they say just because you listen to, you know, say a rapper that might push, ah, oh, you know, I just say a coke, mm-hmm. or you know, I drink lean or whatever, whatever. That's not gonna entice me to sell drugs just because I listen to a rapper that talk about selling drugs. Exactly. So how can you say, oh, well, this bondage porn make dudes want to go out and do bondage shit to to women? You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
Nah, like they just got that shit in them. Like it's, <laughs> that is that is true. I, I feel like it's it's never the it's never the the, the I mean Well, I take that back because I don't want to say that it's, it's never, but I think it it can be a catalyst depending on um, how much of it they viewing and, and how much how much of it they actually looking at and watching. But I mean, for the most part, like I don't think that's the the thing that that made it click. Like, ooh, yeah, I'm a uh, I seen this. So now I'm gonna I'm start going out and doing this, and then I'm just gonna kill her. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't the, <laughs> yeah. it ain't the thing that you know what I'm saying sparked the interest. And in I think, like you said, it's always been in them. It's just with that, I think that just gives them an avenue to do it. Yeah, and and with the available women that were just walking the streets mm-hmm. at this time, like it was just more feasible to be able to do this stuff because you you're in a a sex driven area. And then there's half naked women everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even when they talked to the one porn star, the black dude, he was just like, they'll do a set, get done, and then old girl to go to the bathroom. And then the people that was watching the show trying to mm-hmm. fuck the girl around the corner. And he was just After like, yo, was, just get done. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yo, there was countless times where I had to fight dudes off. <laughs> and what was great hey, was, man. yo, what was great though, when he said, yo, he said, he said, and you know, man doing what man do. Stupid, stupid shit. Be stupid. Yeah. Be stupid. <laughs> it was just like, and it's just like, yo, like, we are locked into a, like, uh, a sex that is like, yo, it is nuts. Some of the yeah. motherfuckers that we, that we, that we live amongst, man. But like, yeah. so it, it basically starts off, uh, uh, police officers out chilling regular day, fire department rushing to a hotel um, I think it was a Traveler's Inn motel and they go up there and it was a, a contained fire so they, they get the fire out and the dude said he saw a body in the bed but it was smoke and stuff so he couldn't really see mm-hmm. so he starts giving the person CPR and then come to find out she ain't got no head. She ain't got no hands. And it's like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, that's how they start this shit. So yeah. it's like, they automatically pull you in with, so so you telling me, you, y'all just went up in there and there is a body on the bed. Well, it's two bodies and neither one of them got a head or hands. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, alright. So I look canvas in the room, come to find out. There's some clothes. Neatly folded in the tub. So they're like, all right, so basically somebody's toying with us. Like that, mm-hmm. that tells you right there, like, why why would you cut somebody's head off in their hands and set the set the uh them on fire to the point where it don't make it to the bathroom. So right. that they want you to see that they folded that they folded the clothes neatly in the tub. Mm-hmm. So that's how they start to show off. And I thought that that was a great way to start the show off because, like, it had me pulled in right then and there. I was like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm locked in." Um, I thought the tactic that they used um, to be able to because you also got to understand, people, this is 1979, 1979. So there's no DNA yet. Mm-mm. 
Um, you can't get fingerprints or use uh, dental records because all that shit is gone. It's so shit. it ain't no internet, ain't no real, uh, it ain't no digital databases, none of that shit. I mean, you can get fingerprints, but you gotta make sure motherfucker was locked up first. Yeah, yeah, that was the only way prints would yeah. come up was uh, they had to have a record. Mm-hmm. So they come up with an idea to put the clothes on uh, mannequins and be like, "Yo." Have you anybody that y'all noticed that's missing wore these clothes last? Mm-hmm. And they got a hit on one of them. And um end up being this lady, uh, was it D D something? Uh Dita God is God Guzzardi. Yeah, Dita Guzzardi. Like and um so somebody recognized that that's what she had on. I ain't been able to find her. So they was able to identify one person. And like, I thought that was come to find out that was the biggest break that they pretty much got. Mm-hmm. Because if they never was able to identify this one person, then something that we could get in later in the podcast where someone that was related to this person was able to get a whole bunch of other motherfuckers identified so that was very important to get the identity of that uh, of that first person in that room man Mm -hmm. I mean to me even even being able to you know what I'm saying like get a hit on something like that going back to the crime scene you know what I'm saying seeing stuff like the coat, the clothes folded up, but you know what I'm saying? The fire not reaching that area. That way, you know what I'm saying? It can be a spectacle when the police come and actually investigate. They get to see, you know what I'm saying? Like the clothes. Mm-hmm. You 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 really start to kind of see who the killer is before, you know, um, we actually even hear about any other the, the any of the other murders that happen later on. Um in um in each episode, you start to see that this guy's is like a narcissist, and he and he thinks he's a genius. You know what I'm saying? He wants to, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying he wants to make a, a um he wants to make a spectacle out of out of the murders. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's doing it for sport at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, what I'm saying do the type of things that he did. The thing that bothered me the most was the fact that um you and you brought this up the fact that it could have happened to any of the women and it really didn't even matter yep you know what i'm saying like even thinking about the fact that they had to put the clothes on the mannequin to you know what i'm saying even say hey you know what i'm saying like has anybody seen someone in this outfit just to get a you know what i'm saying a hit on it it just I don't know, man. Like, that didn't really sit right with me because it was like, yeah, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's the that's what the area is known for. The area is known or, or starting to become known for it because it wasn't at that point yet. I think in episode two, it really shows you how it gets to that point. But it wasn't at that point yet, but it was getting it was getting there. And it's like 
you don't realize how much stuff is going on in this area until you notice this and you see how slow they are in the investigation to actually even, you know what I'm saying, like get anything back or any kind of information back on it. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And yeah. like, and for this this area to be what it is and like how publicly mm-hmm. I mean, you like they show you the signs, like yo, peep show, you know, sex, yeah. and like they're not hiding anything. I mean, like they own marquees and everything. Yeah, like all all the way through this whole strip. Mm-hmm. So that crime ended up happening, and then I think it was six days later. It's like six days later, mm-hmm. they find another lady, a uh, cleaning lady, comes into the. Uh, a motel room. She's she's cleaning Vacuum. up, vacuuming, and hit something under the bed, and boom, body under the bed. But this time, because what I didn't mention the first time was they said the room was like wiped clean, like there was mm-hmm. no fingerprints, no nothing, no nothing mm-hmm. to you know try to get it down to someone else. So they find this other lady. And she got uh she's bound under the bed with handcuffs on, and they find mm-hmm. a, a, a print on the uh handcuffs mm-hmm. the old dude put on girl. So now they're like, all right, so now we at least got a fingerprint running through the system. But like you mentioned earlier, dude wasn't in the system, so we, you just got a print with nothing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That print don't get you anywhere unless you you know arrest the person. So yeah. now there's a pattern of these girls that are coming up dead. But the thing is, girls was being dead earlier. Mm-hmm. But like, what was what was also fucked up and that I didn't like was how lax the police was when it came to these girls. And they put these girls in a position where they couldn't speak on what was happening to them because if they say what they did, they're going to arrest them for prostitution. Exactly. So it's, it, like, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, right. It's kind of like getting robbed, you know what I'm saying? For a brick, but you can't, yeah. you, know you can't really go <laughs> yeah. to the police. You can't let them know what you got robbed for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, basically that and so it's just like yo you just got to take the l and it's like these women are out here taking these l's to where that one girl this one girl told a story of how she got in the car and she she believes it's the guy um but Mm. anyway this was before he was identified but she's like i got in the car i did what i was supposed to do well basically he put a gun on me you know, perform whatever she had to perform. And then she was like, he told me to get out of the car. And he had the gun on me and told me not to turn around. So she's like, they showed her the uh, sketch mm-hmm. of the guy. And she said she told the police, no, because if she would have told them the story of what happened the day before, or how many mm-hmm. days it was, then they would have arrested her for prostitution. Exactly. So, they're like put in these situations where if something bad happens to them, they can't speak on it. Like they just gotta, they just gotta take the L mm-hmm. and it's just crazy to think like how far back like prostitution go. Like this shit go all the way back to 
Jack the Ripper, my guy. Like, man, this shit go like, back to the beginning of time, man. Like, like, like this shit go like it's 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 wild, dude. Like it is it is so wild, and it's like for them to be put in that in that spot, and just how easy these dudes was able to flip these girls and put them in a situation where they feel they can't go anywhere and they can't do anything. And, like, they talked to that one pimp guy, and he was just like, they said, what happens if a girl come up short? And he was just like, oh, hey, man. have a conversation with my belt. They found, <laughs> yeah, they found the corniest dude. <laughs> they found the corniest dude out of them to do that, that one spot, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, that ain't even that, – a lot of that just – wasn't what it was, bro. Like for me, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It was a bunch of them that did it, but most of most of it was coming from, you know what I'm saying, the, the Johns. Like, mm-hmm. cause they felt like they could do anything that they like. What are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna tell them you out here? You know what I'm saying? Selling box. <laughs> you gonna go to jail too, stupid? So you know what I'm saying? They felt like they could do whatever the fuck they wanted to to them. So I mean, it it just. It, it, it gets out of control, man. You start to see how, uh, you you really start to see just how unconsolable people can be in these situations. You know what I'm saying? Not caring about, I mean, not caring about um the safety of other people or even just the lives of other people. What these women go through on a day to day basis, you know, the, the fact that they have to even do this to to live to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know what I'm saying, they don't have anywhere to go. So it's like on one on one end, you know what I'm saying, they're dealing with the pimp and everything else, getting mental abuse. And then on the other end, they're dealing with John's, you know, getting physical and emotional abuse. And then going back to the pimp, you know what I'm saying, still getting mental abuse with emotional abuse. So it's just like they're just getting tore down all around. And then at the end of the day, they can't even go, you know what I'm saying, get safety because, you know what I'm saying, there's a chance that – they could be locked up and, you know what I'm saying, that could be, like the lady said, like that could be anything from, you know what I'm saying, you not getting an apartment or, you know what I'm saying, you not being able to get a car or getting a job, possibly even losing your kids. So it's like it's so much at risk for them if, you know what I'm saying, that was to happen. So, I, I mean, it was, it was just it was, it was crazy. Bro. It's messed up, man. Yeah. And so then they've – uh. This girl came up from, I think she came up from Miami. But she had just recently came up to New York for like a week. And so she gets with a John. John drives her to New Jersey to a, a quality inn. Mm-hmm. And so they they up in there. And, well, he tried to play it cool to her, like, yo, I help you get away. And no, 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 all this type of shit. Then they get in the room. And he's like, yo, well, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. She was like, yo, I thought you was, like, saving me, like, helping me. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, all right, I'll help you after you do these sex acts, basically. So uh, so she starts screaming and shit, trying to get away from him. And so uh, a housekeeper heard the commotion, knocks on the door, do have her open the door with a chain on it, and she make a neck gesture. And so they saw the gesture they were trying to make. So then they tried to get dude, dude tried to run, escape. So they caught the dude. Mm-hmm. So they found fucking pills on him, handcuffs, all gags, man, all, kind all, of all kind of bonded shit. Yeah. So they arrested the dude. Dude ended up being Richard Cottenham. So 
they really didn't have anything on him but kidnapping at the time because because the girl because she was basically being kidnapped by him until they ran the print mm-hmm. so he's finally in the system mm-hmm. and then they're like oh shit hey yo you remember the handcuffs from the from the room like yeah but this is the thing though and what people also got to understand so now we're talking 1980 Police departments, even just in New York, like the different yeah. precincts, didn't they share shit with each other. Contact with each other. So, so what, from another state, from another state, like hell no. So a lot of this shit is just sitting, becoming cold cases. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, we don't, we don't have anything because when he got arrested, he got arrested in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So in New York, they still sitting on by at least three bodies right now. And they don't have anybody to tie it to. Mm-hmm. Now, while we here, one dude, the one dude that used to work with him, the uh, the Hispanic guy. Mm-hmm. So the Hispanic guy, um, I forget what old dude name is, but uh, so he's telling was stories. Of, was it Dominic? It, it might have been Dominic. They don't have a picture by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is talking about. Yo, so I worked with this dude and he used to uh, brag about going out and meeting these girls and giving us stories about how he would take them to the hotel and do these things to them and do that. He would come in, he would cheat the clock, all this type shit. Mm -hmm. And he worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, as a computer or something, technician, I believe. And so the guy, and this is, so when the um when the second girl came up, it was in the newspaper, and so he said a coworker walks in, and like, it was a sick bastard or a sick asshole who did this to this girl, mm-hmm. and he said that the dude looked up at him and said, "Could have been you, could have been me." Now we don't know if this is true, but I don't think the dude have any reason to lie because he tells another story where. He draws a which I, I think when you do this stuff, I mean, look, this is speculation because I ain't never done no shit like this. <laughs> when you live in a secret life like this, mm-hmm. you can't tell anybody. Right. So I think it gets to a point where if you're getting away with something for so long, like you want to tell somebody. And I think he just got ca- so caught up in like getting away with this. And not being able to actually speak about it. So he, this dumb motherfucker draws a blueprint of a hotel room mm-hmm. and gives it to dude. And dude, he don't think nothing of it. He was like, man, he just threw it in his desk. Mm-hmm. So then when the police came and t- start talking to co-workers and shit, he remembered like, yo, this dude wrote a, a blueprint of a room, hotel room. He gave mm-hmm. the police the <clears throat> blueprint of the bedroom. Uh, of the mailroom, of the, of the hotel room. And I think that I know that it might be like, why would you do some stupid shit like that? But also, people, you have to think if you're doing something secretly and like you just have to keep holding it in and it's just like, you're going to want to tell somebody eventually. Like, you're going to at least want to like, hint gotta, to it. You got to add in too, like, there is no internet. Like, people still reading newspapers. 
You know what I'm saying? People still wait until a specific time at night to watch the actual local news. Like, so all of this stuff is is different compared to now. Like, if somebody would have got killed in New Jersey, then it would have just been in that area in New Jersey. It wouldn't even be in the whole state of New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a the information was was traveling different back then too. Yeah, a whole lot slower. A whole yeah. lot slower. So, so uh, old dude is telling telling the cops about you know all of these stories about Richard and 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 that just even tells you right there like this dude was a uh, was a computer technician at Blue Cross Blue Shield like. Mm-hmm. This can just be the the everyday person that sit beside you every day in the cuticle, and like you don't think that never. You might look at him and be like, "Oh, you know, he's weird," or but we don't know if he even gave off those weird vibes. They just thought that it was. I think they probably looked at it like, "Yo, that's fucked up that this dude is coming in here. He never works. He just mm-hmm. come in to cheat the clock and leave, and, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, he get up out of there and he's just like getting these sex workers." And you know, fucking these girls or whatever. So finally, they able to start tying Richard to one body, and then it's like, oh shit. Well, okay, now we can tie him to this body, and then also at this time that I forgot to mention. Well, no, I mentioned it, but I was like, it's just New York. But like, this is a time where serial killers was, was really, you know what I'm saying, doing their shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When it comes to the Ted Bundys, when it comes to the son of Sam's where he was in New York. Um when it comes to uh uh what's your boy? What's your boy? Uh I always forget his name. Not Ted Bundy, but uh your other dude that was that was eating people. Oh um Oh, how can I forget his name? Uh, I always forget his name. But he's, but like, but the point I'm making is you got all of these serial killers just out here doing this shit. But this is, okay, you know what I'm saying? Fuck the bullshit. This is is the thing about Richard Cottingham. So Richard Cottingham, first of all, he tried. He took it to trial. Try to say, "Yo, I ain't do the shit." These girls are lying. How can you believe a prostitute sex worker? How can they remember a John from three years ago and say, "Yo, this is the dude"? He tried to play it smart because old dude had a mustache and like a scrappy beard. And when they put him in the lineup, my man got a clean shave. And and even the police officer was like, "Yo, I almost didn't even identify it." Mm-hmm. He was like, "He looked totally different," but um. So, the very first woman that was identified, her biological daughter is speaking on the show. Yeah. Um, her mother didn't raise her because she had her young. Um, she's also, her mom was an immigrant. Um, I forget from which country. I think it was some country in India or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, her mother came here as a young teenager and became a sex worker. So she really never, she never, not really, but she never met her mother. So she was contacted. Well, she started looking for her mother and then find out that this lady was her mother. So when Richard Cottingham went to jail, he ended up going to jail for, in the beginning, I think he went to jail for 
four bodies? I think so. I think initially he went to jail for four bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then he had to go. Well, he got charged. He got charged for like two. Uh, I forget how many he got charged in New Jersey. But then he got the bulk of his time. He ended up getting sentenced to 200 years in New York for those bodies. Mm-hmm. But what's the most interesting thing is the first lady. Her daughter, she was like, yo, it was just something about it. I had to go and I had to go talk to this man. Yeah. So she builds a rapport with this dude. And so she's talking to him. And so then he ended up getting tied to another body in yeah. New York because of her. So then they gave him another life sentence on top of that body. But this is where it gets interesting. Is he starts admitting things to her. Well, this other lady had went to go talk to him and um, she got him to admit. He said, yo, I've been doing this for 13 years and I killed over 85 girls or some shit like that. <laughs> so, yeah, you 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 would chuckle because like, yeah, I mean, this dude ain't no damn way yeah, in hell. But then <laughs> we found out that there were a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, and I think a fifth, another, they don't have the age on here, but there was these teenagers that was coming up missing between the years 68 and 69 mm-hmm. in New Jersey. And they found one body in a car. The girl was naked in the front seat with the clothes in the back seat folded neatly. Hey, bro, let's talk about this real quick, though. These niggas back in the day was so careless when they killed people. They killed these niggas, bro, and just left the body. But think about it. Look how long if he never would have confessed to this, it's cold granted, case. It didn't even matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Granted, but I'm just saying, like, just the fact that they would kill a motherfucker and just leave the body. Don't yeah. chop it up and try to hide it. Don't try to bury it. Nothing. Just leave that motherfucker there. That yeah. lets you know just how slow information travels, bro. Like, the fact that you could kill a motherfucker and just go live in another state and nobody would ever know. He wasn't... Dude, the... The uh, where they found the bodies at, he lived in the next town over. Mm-hmm. Because he was in Lodi, right? Yeah. Or Lodi or whatever they said that shit was called. So it's like <clears throat> murder. I mean, he probably drove by that shit all the time. And like, like this nigga was, but not even that. This nigga was. <laughs> think about this, man. This nigga was going to the same hotel, bro, killing bitches. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody thought that shit was odd, my nigga. Like you couldn't, like okay, this this motherfucker was in this. Who whose room was this? She yeah. didn't pay for it. Well, remember he um the, how they was able to get the uh, the sketch in the first place was because there was a guest mm-hmm. who were was behind him, and mm-hmm. he signed in under a name like Carl Wilson or some shit like that. So he was using different names. And that's the thing. Back yeah. then, 
don't you even could, think they even show ID back then. Exactly. You could possibly do that for sure. But this is my thing. Why not just leave an officer there? The fact that every the after the first murder, you come back six, you come back down there a week later, it's another murder. Then you come back again, it's another murder. And after a while, you're gonna be like, okay, this nigga is obviously this is his murdering spot. This is where he comes to do his thing. Why don't we find somebody to put there to find this motherfucker so we can prevent this? Like, this is the thing that just don't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some common sense shit. How hard is that to do, bro? It's it's just ridiculous. But the thing is, and and like you said earlier, it was it was a travel destination, but not to the extent now. But mm-hmm. there still was a whole bunch of different faces. Like think about how many white middle aged men were just walking around Times Square at this time. Oh, so wait a minute, because th- this is the thing now. When they start talking about this motherfucking place. In episode two, when they start talking about how what, what the one chick was saying, like her dad was like really the reason, one of the reasons behind Times Square being the way it was. Yeah, that know, was like, he was, Yeah, but my thing is just like, yo, this shit really turned into the red light district, bro. Yeah, like it went from it went from you know what I'm saying a couple little spots here and there to like they were saying like businesses were shutting down. Like legit businesses, dry cleaners, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, uh uh restaurants, all kind of shit. All this shit was getting shut down. The next thing you know, like a week later, this shit is a, a freak a, a freak studio. Yeah. So it was just like what it, it it it's so crazy to think that the place that you go, like you can you can see on YouTube how when people go and then it's like a dude dressed up as Spider-Man dancing in the street for some money. This was the same place that hoes used to stroll through in front yeah. of the peep show building. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy at that transformation. Dude, I mean, just to think, like, they even told you, like, yo, there was rooms where, you know what I'm saying, it has a hole in the wall, you can you know mm-hmm. <laughs> stick dick in the hole mm-hmm. and the girl, you know what I'm saying, suck y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and now it's Disney. Facts. <laughs> That's crazy. What the fuck? Nigga, that is crazy. You standing in front of a billboard, nigga, like in the 70s, that was the freaky massage parlor. Yeah. That's wild, yeah. bro. Yeah, but I'm glad you brought that up. I think that was fucked up what they did to do because uh, they talked to the daughter of the guy who was the big porn director. Mm-hmm. And she said that her dad was arrested like twelve times or some shit like that, but they had to let him go because they didn't have anything on. They were just arresting him for making these movies, but then they end up arresting his ass for tax evasion. It was just like <laughs> they had to get him on something, bro. You first off, you, you turn Times Square into the freak capital in the USA, bro. This was Freak Nick <laughs> before Freak Nick, bro. Hey, it definitely was, but that shit was wild. Like just the like just the shit that I was seeing, bro. Like it was a, they had a uh one of the marquees where the movie was called Sexteen. Yeah. Like that's wild, man. Think about that. Like, and then you <clears throat> it's so crazy because it's like when they when the when we were talking about the one uh the actor dude, he was just saying, like, yeah, he was like, we would just do like eight shows a day. Fam, <laughs> eight shows a day, my nigga. Yo, 
And it wasn't no Viagra band. Eight shows a day, bro. With niggas just staring at you. Yo. Man, nah, just bro. random, just random motherfuckers bro, just staring at you. Any and everywhere. And then not even that. Some of them ain't even random. You know some of the motherfuckers, they come in all the time. All the time. Spending spending their money to to watch you just fucking to no watch girl. you go to the bone zone. <laughs> Whoo, people, yo, man. I'm just Listen. gonna say, man. Look, there are some sick individuals out here, yo. But you that, know what's crazy? So you know who Mandy B is, right? Mandy B. You talking about uh, the podcast decisions? Yeah, yeah. So salute to Mandy B, bro. Um, but she she always talks about like going to the clubs in New York. You know, so like the sex clubs in New York, like. She be like, yo, there's plenty of them motherfuckers around. She be saying, like, she be going through to basically all of them. But um, it's crazy how even still, like now, because now they ain't a lot more underground because, you know, now it's the whole taboo thing. But it's crazy to think that at one point in time, bro, like it was a whole plethora of these bitches, like, on the same street. Like, when yeah. you, was just, you was just walking in and picking your flavor, nigga, like, uh, Hi, uh, uh, <laughs> like Baskin Robbins and Hagen Dyes, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you had your pick of the litter. Like, you know what? I went to Peep Show yesterday. Today, I'm going to Slide Town. Goddamn, just like mm-hmm. wherever you want to go, whatever, the, whatever, whatever you like, or you might just be a regular customer where you just keep going through the same shit every day. And it's just like, and that's the thing, like. Man, I, I see how they try to tie some of the shit in, but like at the same time, it's kind of like, nah, because you you got to be able to have the free will to be like, nah, I'm good, yo. Like, yeah, because see, honestly, personally, I'm not even really a, a huge strip club guy. Like, I don't even really like going to strip clubs, to be honest with you. I, I like the atmosphere. I don't, I don't necessarily... Uh... It's for me. It's the it's the atmosphere, like you know what I'm saying. It's a place where it's just you know what I'm saying. Like you and your dudes can hang out and chill. You know what I'm saying. Like yeah, it's, it's supposed to be for men though, like like a man cave type thing. Yeah, like, that's cool with me. And then you know what I'm saying. You get to see some boobs too. So I mean, like you can't really beat that. I don't go like all the time. I go once in the blue moon, but yeah, I, I yeah. Really but like, but can you? But but see, but we can't even relate to what these motherfuckers was going to in the no. late seventies. They was doing. Yeah, nah, I'm not trying to be a part of that at all. But this is the thing, though. This was before AIDS hit. Nigga, I don't care when it was. <laughs> I'm not trying to be around. Nothing. First, first and foremost, you already know it wasn't more women than it was dudes there. So let's just let's just go ahead and keep it out of the way real. It was hella yeah. dudes at all the spots. Sausage fest. Man, yeah, and it was a select group of women in there. I don't I'm not I don't want to do seconds. I don't want I don't want to go second. I want to go first. So no thanks. <laughs> no thanks, bro. Like, uh-uh. Like, like I can't you, you expect me to you expect me to get in there like right after you just got up at nah, bro. We not nah, fuck that shit. You think yeah. I'm gonna stick my dick through a hole in the wall? Definitely nah. now that I'm definitely <laughs> not doing that. Yo, 
Ain't no tell. Ain't no telling what's going on over there, boy. Think this is wild, man. To think about like what these people were doing, and I also thought that it was smart to put in because, like, when you got younger viewers watching this shit, like a lot of people don't really know what it was like. Mm-hmm. I thought it was dope for them to put in there, like, yo, this was this was pre-AIDS, and then AIDS came. Then it was like, yo, like all of these. Sex, like it was something like, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 200 and it was like 200 and like 79 like places you can go mm-hmm. that was like those peep shows and sex places, all the type shit. Mm-hmm. When AIDS hit, they said it went all the way down to 74. So it's yeah, like at that point, nigga, you don't. Niggas ain't even want to guard Magic Johnson. So imagine this. <laughs> like, you definitely don't want to get none. Like, what? <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, Carl Malone was wrong. Hey, bro, I'm just saying. Niggas didn't even want to guard Magic Johnson when they found out. So imagine being, imagine you going to this spot. Like, this your thing. Like, this is what you do. You, you know what I'm saying? You get ready, get dressed, get undressed. You know what I'm saying? You go there, you do your thing. And then you step uh, into the room. You done already paid your little, you know what I'm saying, your fee. Walk in there, and they like, yeah, man, I don't know about tonight, man. I heard, you know what I'm saying, there's some hoes right here that got that thing, man. You done already paid your money and everything, but you done came here ready. Mine already focused, and you hear that. Nah, bro. That'll man. ruin a lot of shit, man. Yeah, man. But uh, as far you as... You know they weren't using no condom. But she comes in it? Well... Damn, I forgot when comedy came out. I think comedy came out in the seventies. They had condoms in the seventies, bro. Yeah, ages were never using. <laughs> yeah, they was not using them shits at all. But raw dogging like it was. And it and ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't it wasn't no manicures, no no manicured nothing not nowhere. Bushy, bushy. Yeah, everything was afro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is that for us. So it was it was crazy in them times, man. Yeah, man. But uh, but Richard Cottingham, man, he ended up only being tied to legally eleven bodies. Um, that's crazy. That was only put able to put eleven, but he confessed to at least eighty. I think it was eighty five to a hundred that he said that he killed. And it's just like you may think, oh, well, he's just bragging. But then, like once that, once you find out about the the teenage girls that he killed back in sixty eight and sixty nine, it's like, mm-hmm. and then we also found out that they was these Johns that they found in New York. They wasn't mm-hmm. they wasn't looking for killers. Like they were just wrap. They were just putting plastic, not plastic, but paper bags over these women. They get somebody, you know, they get them get a corner to. Pick them up, mm-hmm. and whatever they did to them, buried them, put them in a sunlight. I don't know, but like they didn't even try to solve the case. So it's like, he I mean, at that, at that point, it was too hard to. Yeah, because you, know, like, you know, what I'm saying it ain't you don't know who they are. You barely got any identification on them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a tough thing to go about. So I mean, I understand why they did it. I'm not. I don't agree with it, but I understand why they did it. Yeah, and then back then. It wasn't no rape kits. It wasn't mm-hmm. no, you know, oh, well, we found semen on the body type of mm-hmm. shit. All of that technology didn't exist yet. And, like, yeah, it's it's tough to to criticize them. But, like, I think that 
you got to at least try. I mean, they got to a point. They called them. Oh, I wish I could remember what they called them. But, like, they basically said that when they found these women that they weren't human. Like, that's mm-hmm. how they justified not trying to find a killer. So we can sit there back and say, ain't no way in hell this dude killed that many women. Mm-hmm. The possibility that that motherfucker did. Like, why he would did. he lie? To this point, he had nothing to lie about. Like, I, why mean, would I, he... I wouldn't be surprised if he did, man. Like, the fact that he could go to the same fucking hotel over and over and over again with different women, they don't never come out, but he do. I just let you know everything right there. Man, that, that's that's nut, man. Richard Cottingham is a fucking... Yo, and it's, it's crazy that, like, he's not, like, one of these names that we know. Exactly. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what that motherfucking name was. Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, yeah. It's like, we hear about Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. We hear about Ted Bundy. Why? And um, uh, and also, they called him, like, they called us a Times Square killer, but they also called him the Torso Killer yeah, because torso he killer. left the tor- torsos of the girl. But, like, Richard Cottenham is not a name that we hear like that. Like that's we a hear trash the- ass name though. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, like that's some that shit sounds scary. Like Ted Bundy, that shit borderline. You, you know what? You got a point. That Charles shit, Manson, like you yeah. call Charlie Manson, like you you could do some things that Richie Cottingham, like Cottingham is trash in itself. But this nigga's name is Richie. Then you gotta call him like Richard. And then, like, that's what, like, Dick Cottingham, like, that's horrible, bro. Hey, but you stupid, bro. I'm just saying, bro, like, he just got trash ass name. You, you can't, you can't really get no, no, you know what I'm saying, no press off of that. And you got to remember, like, when you putting that in the, in the papers, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of the things you pay attention to is the, you know what I'm saying? The, what's going to pull people in. Cottingham, that's not pulling nobody in. I see what you're saying, but then it's just like, for the amount... Well, first of all, they was able to put 11 bodies on them. Mm-hmm. That in itself should at least put this dude on, you know what I'm saying, at least the Mount Rushmore of like the people that we talked about. And then on, he did would it you, in okay, New York and New Jersey. Would you would you watch the uh, documentary if it was called The Dick Cottingham Story? Exactly. But okay. Nah, you be like, who the fuck is Dick Cottingham, bro? Okay. So look, Dick Dick Cottingham, the torso killer. Now it sounds cool because you put the torso killer on there. The torso killer is really what give it the, the flair. But yeah. if, if it come out like the Dick Cottingham story or the Dick the documentary of Dick Cottingham, like you'd be like, the fuck is this? That sounds like some uh Monty Python shit. Yeah. I but I'm just saying, like, when 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 you compare, like, yeah, we look, man. I'm just saying personally, I believe the dude. I think he's mm-hmm. been doing this shit, like he said, for 13 years. He had no reason to lie about it. And just to have the amount of bodies that he had and the asshole that he is, just to go off and just kill women. And not only that, like this dude was. Like the like the teenage kids that he killed, like they were just students in high school, and he totally flipped the script because he was just like, and I think that I'm not gonna blame porn, but I think that with the porn scene being what it was in New York, 
when he would travel from New Jersey to New York to go to work. Mm-hmm. And then you just got countless and countless and picking your litter of women that are just out here selling that ass. And then he, <laughs> and then he was like, he was, Say the key word of I'm gonna tell. Oh, man, it's like man. what I don't I don't believe him there because I think because see when he said that to that girl, this was before we found out about the young teenagers. Mm-hmm. So I think what he was trying to do was get people to feel sympathy for him to be like, oh, well, I had to do it to protect myself. Yeah. But then once we found out about the, the teenage girls, and it's like, nah, you just you just uh, yeah like you just an evil ass motherfucker like just going around killing these people like that and then to think so this happened in 68-69 he don't admit this shit till what was it 2000 he don't admit it until 2021 no no 2010 2010 so he he admitted that parent's dead, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if they was parents to teenagers in six, you know what I'm saying, six days, six nine. Shit, I mean, they, they may, they may or may not be dead, but they probably too old to fucking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like to to go that long and not have closure. It's to, like it, it is, and it's and it, but also think about like a lot of these women that were sex workers who didn't have birth certificates and all this type shit. Like, mm-hmm. and you also got to remind the people it wasn't cell phones and shit back then. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these girls flew or took a bus to New York to become a dancer or whatever the case may be, and their parents are like, they. I'm pretty sure, like, I call you when I get there. Type shit, of shit. Or don't even know that they gone. Yeah, don't even know that they even sex workers, you mm-hmm. know. So, to I mean, just think now, like, I mean, I know our kids are still young, but we can contact them even when they're grown at any time mm-hmm. and be like, "Yo, what you doing?" You know what I'm saying? No, 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 all this type shit. Just to think about, like, I remember um, Rory and Mom that was talking about this, and he was just like the whole dinner type of thing back then was what really kind of kept families together type of thing. It's just like the dude with, you know, tip, the typical household, the dude would go to work, wouldn't talk to his wife all day mm-hmm. or his kids all day until mm-hmm. he got home from work and then everybody sat down and had dinner and told each other about each other's day. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You just, it, it wasn't the fact that it kept people together. It was just the fact that 
y'all didn't see each other. Like once you left out the house, you ain't see him until you came back. Now, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about that because as soon as I leave out the house, if I want to see you because I forgot my shoes, I just FaceTime you. I just hit you up on Google Duo or I just call you and say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Da, da, da. So it's like we, we now got that constant connection, that constant contact with people. Then it was, you know what I'm saying? Like you really missed people. You know what I'm saying? Like you really mm-hmm. missed your family. That way you was able to come home and be like, man, you know what I'm saying? I've been thinking about y'all all day and da, da, what did you do today? And you know what I'm saying? Now it's just like shit. You do your homework. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm on my way home. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can just text somebody that quick. So it's just that that constant contact, man, that that kind of, you know what I'm saying, weigh weigh that down. Yeah, and like the point I was trying to make uh before we close it out was the fact of like it might be normal for oh well I ain't heard from them in three days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that probably was like a, a normal thing. It's like now today, shit, motherfucker gonna call you back. Call the police, hey, yo, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, my daughter missing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like back then, it's like, all right, well, they left a week ago. They'll probably call later on mm-hmm. today or tomorrow. And I think that that time just grew, but like they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to because it's like I'm not I'm not making excuses for the parents. Like back then, it just was a different time. Like well, yeah, like and then you got to remember, like that, that, like like we've been saying that news travels slow. So shit, it might be a month and a half before they even figure out what the fuck going on, or they even get contacted by somebody to figure out what's going on. Yeah, man, it just like being being alive in this era. But see, we was able to, you know, we was like we're old enough to remember, you know, pre social media, mm-hmm. you know, pre. Yeah, you know I'm saying pay phones, fucking phones, even when cell phones first came out, mm-hmm. it wasn't no I mean shit, texting wasn't even no thing. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're able to yeah, remember deep. that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's just the times are just so different. And and I'm glad that they kept bringing it up in this documentary of like, yo, like y'all have to remember, you know, DNA mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? We didn't communicate with each other, you know. So, like, times was just so different back then, and it's like, I could see how a lot of people got away with shit, because, like, you know how, like, in some documentaries, they'll say, well, we don't really have serial killers anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a fucking camera, like, everywhere. Like, yeah, on every fucking square inch of the street. Yeah, so it's like, you can't really have serial killers like that now, because, and mm-hmm. then, everybody got a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's just like that serial killer time. I think that shit's. I mean, the last serial killer probably what like the. I mean, well, yeah, they considered. I mean, well, I ain't gonna say that. I I I can't I can't vouch for them, but the the DC sniper, they kind of fucked it up. Yeah. Um, the, but they they were serial killers. It, it, dude, just can you imagine? Dude, I watched that documentary a couple of times. It's like, yo, can you imagine? Yo, I listened to that podcast on Monster about that. Yeah, I did too. And the, the these niggas made a, a fucking hole in the black. Sniper. I mean, the blue caprice. <laughs> they made a sniper mobile, my nigga. <laughs> Out of a caprice, my guy. A box, Man. a box Chevy. Let me tell you something. It's a lot more cooler shit to do than to ride around and shoot random motherfuckers with a sniper rifle. Dude, at the get kit. Man, listen. 
I'm old enough to remember when it was going on. Like, I mean, it wasn't uh, yeah, here, me but like, can you imagine? Shit, it, it had the whole city. It had the whole city so shook because at first you just hear it was in D.C. Then you start hearing this in Virginia. Then you start hearing this in Maryland. So it's like you think, you know what I'm saying? You don't realize that it's just in that area, but you start hearing it go to different states. So mentally you thinking, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, this motherfucker could be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be on the run, just shoot. And then you get to thinking, well, maybe this just there. So you listening out for other places to see if the same thing is going on. Like, I mean, I remember, shit, during 9-11, nigga, if a plane flew over you at that time, Bro, you nervous as fuck. Hey, man, what I'm talking about, nigga. I remember we was in football practice. Plane flew over us. Everybody stopped and looked up. Yeah, and then the coach did too. But then he snapped to it, and then he told us, and this is this was the dumbest thing I ever heard. He told us, "You better get to practice. Don't worry about no plane. If a plane comes down, it won't even matter. No way." What, <laughs> sir? <laughs> What are you talking about, nigga? Fuck this team. This team no matter. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I'm not dying for y'all, nigga. We three and one. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. Dude, oh my shit. god, man. Tell you, man. But yeah, but, uh, I mean this this was um this was very interesting. I think it was more so interesting seeing how um just how different Times Square was and the you know what I'm saying kind of the some of the beginnings of what was going on around then because I think to I and I really can't lie to me that was more exciting than even hearing about what the fuck was going on with this nigga dick bro I mean Dick Cottingham bro like (laughs) 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 I that nigga I mean, I really didn't give a fuck about what dude was doing, to be honest with you, man. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't the only one out there killing hoes. Hoes was dying left and right. That so, they was. You know. You got to do better out here, man. Take care of the hoes. The hoes make the world go around. <laughs> Yo. Okay. <laughs> We're not doing this. It's true, man. Man, we not doing this, man. See, and, and I'm gonna keep it real. If he was just having rape, if he was actually having sex with him, because I don't think he's having sex with him. If he was actually having sex with him, he wouldn't been doing all that. Yo, so you think? All right, my nigga. After you get done having sex, you be ready to kill somebody. What we talking about? Like, <laughs> think about that. What we talking about? That's the last thing on your mind, nigga. You trying to go to sleep? Or you trying to you trying to chill? Hey. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, ain't nobody after I just got one off. Uh, I'm still angry. No, nigga. Like, yeah, my, my problem is solved. Yeah, I'm not hostile after I bust one off, man. So That's what like, I'm saying, man. If anything, you probably at the most vulnerable point in life. Like, <laughs> That's what it was, man. They was they was they was they was picking on them, man. So I don't know what they, I don't know what they're doing. I know they they wasn't giving them none. He started killing them. First I mean, off, it's, it's borderline <laughs> his fault, though. You can't be going around asking a woman, do she want to dress up like a fucking superhero and then get mad when she say no, nigga. You bringing all that goofy shit around. Put that shit up. Why want to see that shit, man? Man, they were getting ready to go down on, on old Richie, man. He couldn't get it up, so they started laughing at his ass. He started killing Probably. Him. Probably. 
Tell me then they changed his name to Little Dick Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's get into uh, the uh, fire flames, man. Man, let's do these. Yoga fire, yoga flame. So what you giving this thing? Uh, well, like I always say, man, I am a sucker for old footage. Um, looking at old New York and shit like that. Like New York is just one of the most fascinating cities ever. Um, and then especially the history of it. Like I mentioned earlier, like the amount of drug dealers, mafia people, um, mobsters. Like it, it's just like this melting pot of crime. Mm. Um, it's crazy. Uh, so and never even hearing. Of uh Dick Cottingham, as you like to call it. <laughs> um, it was it was informative and then also man to be able to watch the deuce and to be able to sit down and sit and pod about this show and a guy who was actually there in Uncle Washington. So mm-hmm. I was already kind of semi informed. So um I think it was very informative. I think that uh the daughter of the of the of the one victim, she was able to get a lot out of Richie. So that was very informative, man. So I'm gonna give the doc, man. I'm gonna give the doc a four. I think that uh okay. I think they did a good job. Um I love that how they're able to pull up all of that footage. I think that's what really made it good, was able to to visualize all of mm-hmm. this old footage that they was able to pull up. So uh I'm gonna give it a four, man. Yeah, we're on the same we're on the same page today, man. Um I'm also giving it a four. Um, because of the information, you know what I'm saying? Not just the um, the murders and everything, but just the fact that they was able to talk about, you know, the the times and how it, it went from, you know what I'm saying, this type of area and grew out into that. And then, you know what I'm saying, after a while, it, you know what I'm saying, slowed down and started becoming something else. But it's always good to see certain stuff like that and, the, you know what I'm saying, like the humble beginnings and stuff. So... I'm, I'm riding with you, man. Four. Definitely a four. You ready to do Coming Soon, man? Man, we got to. Let's do it. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right, man. So this one here is um, a classic if you are a sports guy. Um, dude from Dawson's Creek was a quarterback. <laughs> Vanderbeek. Ain't that him, James Vanderbeek? Yeah, 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 James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. I remember yeah. all the uh, all the chicks used to be in love with dude. He mid too. Him and Tom <laughs> mid as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, varsity blues, man. Man, varsity blues. That boy said, "Good morning, boys. Good morning." He said, "Man, I've been up since the crack of dawn, and I got to ask you a question." <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, James Cullen's son is. Hey, but that dude is nuts, but he was the perfect Yo, person. Uh, what's dude name from Remember the Titans? The big dude. He was in the. He was in this one too, wasn't? He? No, no, no. That that's a different. Talking about Billy Bob. Yeah, uh, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't the same actor. It was it was a different actor. Oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah, yeah, Billy Bob. Hey, yo, this move, this is gonna be so fun to do. It's like Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues, 
Boys and Hood. I don't know about watching this as an adult now. Oh, none man. of them niggas look like teenagers. Yo, you telling me that there is a five five receiver kicking ass out here? Steve Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Smith, bro. It's, hey, it's been done before. I'm gonna tell you something, but Varsity Blue, because Varsity Blue, that's another one. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, 1999. Yo, Boys in Blue was the one movie. Cause see, I was in the eighth grade, ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But I was about this close to not play football in high school, but cause yeah, because you got some grown ass men play high school football. <laughs> hey, but I was like, yo, but they hitting like that because they was grown. <laughs> hey. about, it was grown. Them niggas was in their twenties. Yo. Talking about man. high schoolers, no, no high schooler looked like that in the in the nineties, early two thousands, my nigga. None of us looked like that. James Vanderbeek was twenty seven. Hey. <laughs> nigga wasn't no high schooler. Hey, my cop said, "Put out their wainers." <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right bro. save it for the pie, bro. Because I already see oh, what it's about. I already see what you're doing. You worse than me. Well, ladies did the nippers. (laughs) (laughs) So, tune in next episode, man. We'll be talking about Varsity Blues. Um, uh, If you also would like to uh, give us a rate and hit us up on the socials, we're on Twitter and Instagram, at ViewAnonPod. Make sure you tell us what episode it was. And then leave um, flame emojis to tell us... um, what your rating is, and remember, it's a system of one through five. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. That's all I got. Yeah, and y'all can follow me at uh, s dot foster eight on Instagram and Twitter uh, at twenty eight minutes or less pod on IG. Uh, go check out uh, what's the episode? Episode seventy of Ozark season four, part one. Um, mm-hmm. I know we had a, a whole discussion on uh, the four three pie where people yeah. listened to it before they watched it. <laughs> um, there are spoilers. <laughs> I, I go, I go right in, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so if you watched it, please go out check out the episode. Uh, also, tell me what you think about it. And like I just mentioned, uh, we did a four three pie that's gonna come out on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah, uh, on Spotify. Yeah. So go look out for uh, the four three pie. Um, we had a, we had a fun time doing that as well. So yeah, yeah, man. So be ready to tune in next week. Yes, sir. And um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you on the next episode. You know what I'm saying? Like they say in Hollywood, man, that is a wrap. <laughs>